Kemdigit. What's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. My name is Adam Vale. I'm a senior editor over at the Coalition with a K, Coalition.com, and I'm joined by editor-in-chief Richard Bailey Jr. What's up, Adam? What's up, listeners and viewers? And Throwdowns shows, I should say, Throwdown show, because there's another one. Throwdown shows, Carlos Romero. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on, man? What's going on? We're talking about Daryl Dixon, Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, season one, episode two, Alouette. Um, spoiler, this is it. This has to be the best spinoff for The Walking Dead out of all the ones that they've done right now. That that meter and people are like, oh, come on, that's it. I'm turning this off now. Boop. It's only second episode. I'm telling you. From the set design, the audio, the production, the acting, the I guess maybe the, the fact that our, our main our lead over here is a man of very few words, which is fantastic. So we don't get these long dragged out dialogue. We just get Daryl Dixon being Daryl Dixon. Hey, where are we going? I just need a horse. I don't care. I gotta go home. You know, I have like, to do this myself. Yeah, he's not out of character. He was literally just transplanted from the Commonwealth from Walking Dead mothership to France. And he's the same dude. And I love it. I love it. This was a great episode. I can't wait to talk about it. Oh man. But real quick, thanks again, everybody, for all the comments, all the support on iTunes and Spotify and of course on YouTube and yeah I mean yeah yeah almost a, a bunch of outlets that I normally follow for other things because you know we cover TV and all stuff they never talk Walking Dead they're all talking about this now they're all talking about and a lot of them are in limbo they're like Daryl Dixon eh, he must be some new character that uh, they want to really hype up wrong people wrong he is from Mothership you know, another, I remember that was one, of, and I, I swear, I felt like flaming them on the comments. They were like, oh, they just make up some guy. He's not even in the comics, this and that. I don't know. Clearly, that person did not, for 11 seasons, did, did not know anything about Walking Dead, the show. And then how that's where he came from. But it, whatever, regardless, doesn't matter. This is what we cover, people. We cover all of the Walking Dead shows we have for years. So if you like Walking Dead and want to keep supporting, follow us on the YouTube and the iTunes and the Spotify, because that's it. We have a back catalog. Even the bad spinoffs we covered. You know, Tales of the Walking Dead, horrible. We covered it. World Beyond, that's very forgettable. You know, but we covered it. We covered a lot of it. So anyway, thanks again for all the support. And here we go, people. So if you haven't seen it already, you can go on AMC Plus. You can watch it. But by the time we post this, it should be out there for everybody over on AMC Network. So you should be good to go. Um, man, I, I'm sorry. I just had to say that. That I just really love this show. We're going to break it down. But real quick thoughts. Rich, what did you think? What did you think? Just right off the bat from what you've seen so far. How are you feeling about Daryl Dixon? Uh, I think this was a great episode. Um, there's only four episodes left in this season. So very curious to see what happens. But yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot. I know we're, we're going to dive into uh, the reasons why, but uh, yeah, very, very good episode, I would say. Carlos? Yeah, this was, this was a really good episode. I feel like this was on par, maybe even better than the first one. 
Um, the pacing is great. The, the the switching back between time frames, the story, the backstory, the the current story, you know, all of it, I felt like was really well paced. Yeah, I this is, I agree with everything Adam just said uh, earlier to start the show. This is definitely the best spinoff so far. Even better than Dead City. Dead City had a strong yeah. start, but the second mm-hmm. episode had you know had its flaws. Um, but this one, I feel like this is this is, this rivals even uh, some parts of The Walking Dead proper. Mm-hmm. And, and um, the issue that we had with Dead City is that they keep going with the reoccurring drama between Maggie and Negan. It's been told yeah. to death. Yes, your pants. He killed your husband. Now either kill him or walk away. It's just, just stop it. I'm just I'm over that. But this is all fresh. <laughs> this is all fresh. You know. And so I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. So like you said, yeah. This is this has been great. This has been great. I thought I had the page up, and I do not have the page up because I want to get the killer nun's name from the, the now part of the hit squad with Daryl. Oh, I'm blinking on the name. Oh, well, the, well, there's two of them. There's there, there's the, the French Claire Danes. Yeah, right? And French then... Claire Danes. What's her name? Do you have that page up? I'm looking. I'm about to get it up. I, usually have I it do up not. But I, I do know here, I my... the, kid, the uh, baby Chalamet is Laurent. Laurent. And, and, and obviously Mr. Norman Reedus is Daryl Dixon. Isabella. 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 All right, there we go. Let's, because that's what matters. Yeah, there's another nun, but she's just filler. That's part of this group. Because when this episode opens up, that was the question we had uh, from the end of the last episode. It was like, are we getting a whole crew? Like, are all the nuns are packing up? No, no, they're not all packing up. There, are, there's only going to be uh, Isabella, the backup nun, Larue, and uh, Daryl. Laurent. Laurent. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Larue. Well, I do know a guy named Larue. That's a funny thing. So Laurent. Um, and they take that trip. So that was pretty cool to see that they all got packed up. They get on a mule, and we all know from Walking Dead history, that's not going to last, right? It's not going to be a straight from point A to point B. Where are they going? You know, they're on their, their, their journey there. But sure enough, right off the bat, got some walkers on the road. The the donkey that's pulling their cart is making all these noises. I was like, how do you make this quiet? How do you do it? You know, it's like, oh, you shoot it. That's how you make it quiet. It's never going to be quiet. It's freaking out. So then he just releases it, shoots the gun off, gets the thing running, and he's like, that's it. Let's pack up our stuff. We're taking it to the streets. We're going to go through, just walk through. Because there's no way with all these walkers everywhere. Um, I'm still waiting to see some of these other variants. We didn't even see the the gooey ones that we saw from the first episode in this one, right? All the ones that we've seen seem your typical, you know, and I know there's certain parts people are like, but what about the injury? Yeah, this is a multiple splits, but I just wanted to get that part out just because then it just sets up for the main intro where we saw Isabella a little bit. It was like a flashback, definitely a flashback of what her life was like before this whole thing and you see that she was living life in france and she was going to clubs and she likes new order and they were playing you know blue monday and she's doing some blow and life is good you know but then you even even then at that club i don't know if you guys heard it there was screams there was like some screams and she's like having panic attacks or doing some she was taking some other pills but if you hear the screams i think there was there was already somebody probably died of an old deal whatever and turned or something happened in the club did you? Did anybody hear hear that, or is it just me? I just got that part. Yeah, it was very subtle, and then you saw other stuff happen. 
uh, as the episode progressed, of yeah, there's, there's definitely something happening here in Paris. Oh yeah, and that's what I loved about it—the setting, the fan. It was fantastic because we see her just walking around. You see the lights. You see that she's actually on location. It's not a backdrop. Um, she goes to take the tram, the train, and that was the best. That I was cracking up with that because you see the train pulls into the station, and you can see walkers fine. You see people running. Ah! The whole thing, and it, I'm assuming that the conductor also got bit or was in a battle because it did not stop, it just kept going, mm-hmm. you know. And then that sure, was, uh, sh- it was Snowpiercer, it's right? a prequel right there. Mm-hmm. There you go, keep moving, keep the train moving. And then, sure enough, you see that there's a walker on the platform, there's people running. She's like, What's going on? She makes it down to the street level again. A lot of chaos, a lot of chaos happening. Um, she gets close to oh, go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I did not know this. One second. I'm clarifying this right now. Yep. No wonder. I recognized her. So Isabel, the actress, her name is Clemens Pussy. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, she, She's in Harry Potter. She's in Harry Potter. She's in a few she's- things. Yeah. She's she's uh she's yeah she's I'm looking at her IMDb now she's in a lot of things mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. She, yeah she's Fleur uh, Delacour from uh Harry Potter oh yeah. no wonder she looks familiar yeah. other than the fact that she looks like Claire Danes but oh definitely looks like Claire Danes oh man now when you pointed that out that's all I see now that's all I see and I'm sure <laughs> at a glance when people if they just look at a picture or said something like oh this is Claire Danes new project you know after home Homeland and it's like oh no that's not her. It's not her. Well, it's, it's it's that and uh, Baby Chalamet with uh, Laurent. Yeah, Baby Chalamet. Yeah. Uh, so she, she sees Walker up close from an accident, and then all of a sudden, really cool drift scene happens with the car, bumps a Walker, sends it flying. And I thought that because of the strobe lights and everything, there was a guy that was sort of dancing with her. And then there was another guy in the background. The club, I thought that was a boyfriend, but it's not. So she was expecting him to pick her up i don't know but right place right time whatever he says get in the car let's go she gets in they take off and then we get to the next scene of just and i know i'm really rushing but i just want to get to the good parts and then we'll discuss because that that was a good set piece and i guess i could ask you guys uh, we already talked about but the set design is fantastic they're really utilizing the space you know, we see Paris, we see the Eiffel Tower, we see the streets, the lights. It, it, it looked great. It was great. So before I go past it, is there anything you guys want to jump in on that? No, uh, just, you know, just to brush through the whole thing, She it looked like she was in the club just <laughs> with the intention of stealing as much as she can from all these people that were probably doing a bunch of uh, different things. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a good setup uh, to the character. And uh, yeah, it was pretty convenient that the guy who I, I guess was the boyfriend uh, in the car went to save her. But um, but yeah, pretty good start. Yeah, because uh, we didn't see her call for him or anything. And I don't know how he knew where she was at that moment. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's tracking her iPhone. Who knows? You know, but it didn't matter. <laughs> he was there. Right place, right time. She says, all right, we got to get back to my place. She has to get her sister. Go get the sister. We find out sister's pregnant, but she's not feeling well. She's she's throwing up. She's got some issues. And at that point, we don't know her current situation other than she's pregnant. They they, they put a little heartstring to see a little kid on a, on a scooter. and was like, oh, I'm waiting for my mom. Oh, well, we know where this is going to go. But, hey, we got to go. And good luck. Yeah, we're never going to see that one. 
uh, and then they go on their road. And I'm just trying to brush you this part because this was the smaller part, this flashback part. Uh, they get to another location that looks like it was like a gas station, right? They're trying to refuel, do some other things. She's getting sick. The sister, she's throwing up. The the boyfriend then pulls Isabella aside and says, "Listen, you know." He starts trying to comfort. Her. He's like, "Hey, you know, I always look out for you in this whole thing." He's you know, trying to butter her up, but we can't take her. Not in that condition. We got to go and drop her off at a hospital and do something. And she's going along with it. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But you see, like we've talked about before, she's a thief. She's good at this. And she just takes his keys out of his pocket. And then sure enough, when he says he's going to go in, inside to get gas, whatever it is he's going to try to get, they take off with his car. Now, I recognize him some, from some other projects as well. I don't think this is the last we've seen of him. I don't think this is a one-off. You know, so I'm sure he'll pop up more within the flashbacks because as we get further into this part, we find out more of the child. Right, so we'll we'll cut that. I just want to get that early part out of the way, right? That's that that was very it was, it was just the, the way they put it all together. You also you, know? you also got to mention the fact that you've been waiting for this to happen. It's like yeah, I've been waiting for an origin story in a different place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the outbreak. Yes. So you know, we got we got some of that in uh, in some other parts of other series, but you know, getting getting in a huge uh, city like uh, Paris is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's very, very cool. And I was thinking about this before, and I brought this up when we were watching it. I was like, I'm sure it's going to open the door to a whole other audience, especially people that live in France or that part of Europe that are familiar with it. I'm like, oh, I wonder. Oh, they went on set. Oh, wow, I know this location. Oh, I want to see where else they go. And what other parts of France uh, do they visit? So I, I can see there's an interest there uh, a new interest for some people and especially with the story the story is working for me right now all of this is working uh, so we the point with her is what they were conveying is to say she she's not she hasn't always been a nun she's got a shady past and now it's something that was sort of hinted in the first episode when uh, when um daryl was talking to her and he noticed some markings and stuff and it was like oh it sounds like you got a pass what's your story you know i don't want to talk about it you know so it's good to see where she comes from, at least said. And then poof. Now we're back with the group. They're walking, well, just not the full group, but we just have with Daryl, um, the two nuns, and um, the, I like the name that he called them. What do we call him? Creepy boy? Creepy boy. Right? Like, or creepy kid. What's a creepy kid? Creepy boy. Creepy boy. I think it was creepy boy. I think creepy kid, maybe. Creepy kid, creepy kid. I love that. Uh, creepy kid. I wish he stuck with that the whole way, but he, he hasn't done that. But anyway, they're, they're um, on the side road and they're walking. And then next, you know, poof, someone shoots an arrow at them. Daryl just does what Daryl does. It's like, you stay put. He goes chasing after the person. Person's wearing a gas mask, which is pretty interesting. So chasing him, chasing him, doesn't find him, turns around, gets knocked in the head. Next, you know, surrounded by a bunch of teens. And uh, this is where I'm going to really get you guys to jump in because there's a lot that happens in all these parts. And uh, let me hear some insight on this because we, we we see now that they're all captured and the group is a bunch of kids and they're all now living in an elementary school, right? We've seen this setting before. For those who have played uh, the final season of Tales of the Walking Dead, right? the Telltales, I should say, sorry, Telltales of the Walking Dead final season, that was the story. 
right? That was a story with Clementine and the little boy that she was with, and they reached a school, and there was a bunch of kids that were still in there, and their parents didn't pick them up, or they found some other kids that were still there, and they closed off. They made their own little farm. They would do hunting, but they all lived there. They didn't have any adults, and that's pretty much what we have here. It's all these kids. They are fending for themselves. They they do their own farming. They uh, they uh, have their own supplies. Well, they had some supplies. We'll get to that. And they had one teacher that was taking care of them, and now she's sick. Now, I, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, she's sick. It's, I, I was expecting to see her strapped to the bed already had turned and that they've been so detached from what's been going on. They don't realize, oh, she's turned into a walker. She's going to get better. She just needs some Tylenol. No, that that's not what happens here. She probably has cancer or something else going on. You know, she's just sick. But uh, it was really interesting. And then this, I'm going to ask you guys on this one. Um, when they arrive and they have that intro with... Uh, the, the the main kid that's running the show and the nuns recite a prayer to prove that they're nuns and all that. And he said, this is Father Dixon. You know, he gives this look and then she, and they say he's American. And she's fluent. Her English is perfect. You know, and she's not jumping in. What did you guys think of that? The, the whole intro of like, oh, did you think that this was going to be the running joke throughout the rest of the season? That, oh, we're always going to refer to him as Father Dixon. <laughs> well, I, the first thing that I thought was like, I'm I'm wondering if anything, you know, any of his prior conversations with Father Gabriel stuck with with Daryl. Maybe he could say something, but uh, but you know, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny. That just you know, the whole predicament with Daryl and and him not being that kind of person. So yeah, uh, and also the kids knowing, like I told you, they're gonna have to find you know. All the most most of the the Walking Dead uh, stranded people in, in France all know English, so <laughs> I just find it funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I because Daryl does not know French. There's always gonna be some character that knows some bit of English to help him out because again, we saw some subtitles in this episode too. But obviously, for those that uh, they just want to hear what the people are saying, they they have to take that into account. So, I wasn't too surprised that she that she speaks uh, fluent English. It it made sense, but uh, yeah, I think we can expect to see that as the show continues. Just because Daryl does not know French yet, but hopefully by the end of this show, he knows a little bit of French. Yeah, no, no, and I get that. It's just that we were introduced to the first woman, a uh, French speaking woman, and she had the accent. You know, she, mm-hmm. uh, clearly the English is sorry, another language, second language. Uh, but this one was like perfect. I was like, oh, all right. I was expecting him to say, wait, where are you from? <laughs> you know, it's like, you're not <laughs> local. Hey, something's not right here. Yeah. yeah. Your father in the Air Force? What was going on? You know, I don't know. But it, it didn't happen. But whatever. The, uh, either way, that was that was great. I just liked the, the whole interaction with the kids. Uh, they have a nice setup there. The set design was fantastic. It, it was it was pretty cool. It made sense. Then they have the dinner, and of course, and I, I knew it was going to happen. They were going to say, "Hey, you know, Father uh, Dixon, can you uh, lead us off in a prayer?" And uh, what? All right. So two things. Did did you think he was going to crack a joke or something? Like to say so, uh, rubber rub dub, thanks for the grub, or something like that, you know? Or were you expecting him to give a memorable prayer like he did? Because that was pretty impactful, just to say, you know what? Uh, 
we're sorry for whatever we did. We probably deserved it as human humans being so mean to each other, but uh, we don't deserve it tonight. So just give us this night, you know. Thank you. And I was like, well, well there we go. That, that that made sense. That was good. That was deep. It was it was subtle and deep. I actually, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think that prayer made sense. I mean, what I'm seeing in this show is Daryl definitely showing a deeper side of Daryl because even from the first episode when he was recording the fact that he was trying to get backed, it's like a bit of a heartfelt message. Uh, yeah, he could have cracked the joke when he was asked about the prayer, but I, I thought he was going to try to take it serious. I, what I really questioned was whether or not they were going to believe him, uh, whether or not they were going to take the prayer serious. But they did. It was a serious response to it because it was actually some some good words that he said. So, um, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we get the little boy. He sits down. He's trying to make friends. So he sits at an open chair between two of the kids, starts some small talk, and they're like, get up. You know, get to step and this is my brother's seat. He's out on a mission. He'll be back and that whole thing. And then once he said, I was like, all right, well, this is it. We're going to get the sad story connected to these kids. Something's going on with this mission. So uh, as it progresses, we find out that they don't have enough supplies. There's other things that they obviously need, medicine and some other things. And they don't really talk too much of where they're expecting to get it because he does, Daryl, bring up. He's like, well, you guys are doing pretty good as bandits. Yeah, robbing. It's like, yeah, but we had some other supplies and then somebody robbed it from us. And I love that just the the, the setup for it because they're like, well, what do you mean? Who else? Oh, it's a guy who lives in a castle. And I was like, of course, the guy who lives in a castle is doing this. And he was like, well, bring me to uh, this castle. So they decided to take a little trip. Right? And it's only a few. It's uh, the woman, uh, the, the young woman, I should say. The, in control of the in charge of everything so the second hand for the teacher that's ill and she has her crossbow i mean a bow and arrow sorry I, i'm thinking crossbow because i'm so upset that we don't have daryl with the crossbow this is so fitting the setting the environment everything for the crossbow he does not have a crossbow he's running around with a rifle and uh, uh, so it, it's it's her it's daryl and uh that was it right so they're, they're headed out they get to the castle. Very cool setup. We see the castle. But what does he have in his moat? He's got a bunch of walkers. A walker full of a moat, full of walkers. That was awesome. Um, he then says, all right, we got to find something to scale this. So they find a shed. They're looking for some stuff. And then Daryl just locks her in there. She's freaking out. What are you doing? And he's like, I work better alone. And that's true, right? That's always his thing. He's always trying to do everything alone. That's what we know from him. You know, that's so... It, it's it's fitting. He's staying in character. He's not looking for a buddy here. Um, once he gets to the the castle, he ties up a piece of what was it, a piece of metal somewhere with a rope. He throws it and was like, "Oh, he's gonna scale like Batman." That's the only up, upsetting part of this because we didn't see that. I think I just a little bit. I'm not expecting to see the full scaling, but I think it would have been cool just to see him like reach the top. So instead, we just see him already descending down from the opposite side. He gets in. He's looking around. It's pretty empty. There's no one around. There's some other stuff there, but still. And then he hears someone banging. Now I don't know. I've from what I heard. The person was already speaking English that was in that basement. I heard some French, but I also heard like curse words in English. But may maybe curses, it doesn't matter. You know, that, that transcends all languages. People can say the F-bomb, right? So 
whatever he opens up the door he finds it the kid finds out that this kid it belongs to the school and he says where are we going here i'm bringing you back to school i found that great that was great those type of one-liners belong in the in 80s movies you know what i mean it's like it's like you know get to the chopper and all that it's like i'm bringing you to school let's go that that's it so but he had found some supplies before but no i wait did he find the supplies before or after i didn't write that part down i know oh, he found it afterwards i think because I think it was after. It was after because he went into one room and he found all these supplies. And while he was putting it, it was like medicine stuff. He putting it back then. He started hearing all these voices. And yeah, it was a cellar on the side. Then he went down there. So right about the time when they were gonna head up to to leave, someone's sniping. Someone's taking shots at them. So he gives a quick tutorial to the kids. Like, hey, this is how you use the rifle. You cover me. Kid starts bucking some shots. He's a quick learner. We got uh, Dixon runs across the street. He gets up, uh, goes up the stairs, finds the it's the one dude that's up there, grabs him by the throat, starts cursing at him, screaming the whole thing. The guy's thrilled that it's a fellow American. Out of all people to come across, you get him across a guy from, from Texas. And he's like, oh, countrymen. Oh, we can share this together. I got some good support. And Daryl starts dropping the F-bomb. He starts dropping a few bombs here. Now, this is from the AMC Plus version, people. Um, I don't know. It, what do you think? You think it's getting bleeped? I should watch it. I think I'm going to watch the AMC one tonight because I have that always on my DVR just to see if uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to let it fly. Because if you remember many seasons back when um, the Walking Dead Rick and all of them were in, uh, they were going to be eaten. Remember the cannibals during that time? And they wanted to drop the F-bomb when they were captured and Rick was furious. And he's like, he was once said, these efforts don't know what's coming and this whole thing. And they had filmed it with that. And something happened. I don't know if CMC or someone, but they were told to change it. And oh. he had to replace it with uh, a different word. And it wasn't, it wasn't a, a curse word. And a lot of people were upset because they feel it took that, that, that's, that intensity away from the scene but here it is then again it is a different time this is many years later and i know there's certain numbers you you could you're allowed to say it a certain amount of time before you get a different rating i would yeah. be willing to bet that they're going to bleep that word you think they're going to bleep being it being said on tv yes yes mm -hmm. but, we'll, but we'll see you have to let us know uh after you you see the recording, yeah, and, uh, and if not, people in the comments, if you already already uh, watched it beforehand, you know, just let us know. It, it, are you hearing yeah. the the cursing on AMC if you're just network TV? So um, he points the weapon at me. He brings him downstairs. He's he's not gonna kill him. He's gonna and this is the weird part. I was like, what, what are you gonna do? He's just just and take him out now. But he said he was gonna bring him back and let the the people of the school decide that whole thing. I, I didn't get that part or why, why he would do that. Because I was like, what do they care that you know that the main doctor, I mean, the main teacher, she's ill. And then the other person that's running the show is a young person. And that person is locked in the shed. And we saw that real quick. They did a, a quick scene where there's something walking in front of the shed. And at that point, I was thinking maybe this guy has help. Because if he's robbing all these people for supplies on the road he can't be doing it by himself right and to hold a castle like that you have to have help it makes no sense but uh, we'll get to that 
she gets ready she has her arrow she's been ready to shoot and then a bright light happens so clearly the door opens up but anyway so they pack up everything all the supplies they put them in uh, uh with the horse because that was the other thing daryl wanted this horse that was over there and as they're going across the bridge to get over something happens to the vehicle that well the, the the car and the guy's being dragged on the side well he's tied up and he's like oh you're gonna need my help and he's like i don't need your help i'll figure this out you're gonna do it and the guy keeps talking all this smack he daryl tells the kid with the, the who still has the rifle just keep a pointed at him if he makes any move you know just shoot him and uh sure enough he does make a move but he doesn't get shot there's a fight between him and Daryl. Then they go overboard and they fight. Now They're, they land in the moat full of walkers. This is where it gets chaotic, right? Because he Daryl falls, but the other guy is sort of like hung up like a piñata, right? He gets hung up and there you start ripping them up. Really cool scene. You see them all grabbing. They're taking pieces, whatever part they like best. They're having their fun, and he's using his chain thing that he had in his hands, and he's using that as a whip in a way, just like whipping them in the head. Really cool, really cool. Um, I I didn't see any way to get out of this, but this is the part I don't, I don't understand. Maybe you guys can put me in on this. There was two. What were those oxygen tanks? What kind of canisters were those that he shot? They they clearly fell because that was the other thing when it when there was a break in the wagon some of the supplies fell over into the moat. So I guess he wanted to go yeah, down and uh, get it, but I'm not sure what they were. I figured they were gas. That was gas anyway. Right? It was um, like some kind of gas, but, but he needed it. Because that was the whole thing. He was like, he was going to go down there and get it. And that's why he had his little makeshift uh, climbing uh, uh, tool. So he, um, so anyway, he's whipping and doing all thing, and then he sees that the canvas are still there, and you know, I forget it. He takes his rifle up. Now that I don't understand, because didn't he give the rifle to the kid? Did the kid at some point throw the rifle down, or did he? Oh, or was that the rifle that? No, that couldn't have been the rifle. Well, maybe that was a rifle from the guy from Texas. Who kept, which I found hilarious, and I put this in my yeah. notes. I'm an American. That was that was classic. You know, well, he said that to the Walker. He said this to the Walker. He said it to the Walker. I'm an American. Like like that matters. Like they're gonna just stop. <laughs> oh no. Well, well, I I don't know. I don't know who that uh rifle. I know because there was a rifle that I think Daryl put down, and then and then Daryl told the kid to. To to put his to put his uh, aim yeah. set on the guy in in in, in case he did something but which apparently did not work. That was a a very bad decision by Daryl because the the gun was right there in plain sight for the guy to see. So I understand why the guy would go after the gun. Um, it was in the, it was right there in 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 the actual wagon. So yeah, yeah. so that has to be that has to be that guy's gun that he took, yeah. and then that's all thing. So either way, he blows it. Kills a bunch of walkers, but there's still plenty more. And they're coming after him. And like, oh no, Daryl's gonna die in episode two. Nobody thought that. Nobody thought that. So it's cool to see that he does get help. Because that was one of the things, as you know, he likes to do things solo. But we have uh, the young woman that's there. She got out. Clearly it must have been a walker that approached the door. She shot it with an arrow. So now she's doing cover fire. And so is the other young man that's there. They had the rifle. So they're like, all right, come on. They throw a rope down, climb it. And when we do, we see him climb up. He gets out. And she says, there you go. And you say you didn't need help. 
Now you got your help. You needed us. You know, so they have the supplies. They head back. Now, there were some other things that happened, but I just, there's like three, so three different stories. So I just want to get this part out of the way. Because once they get back, what happens? We see that the woman already had passed, right? No surprise, right? They, they were like, oh, we're too late. It was like, it didn't matter. But Daryl came clean here, and I was surprised by that. That he told the young woman, he's like, you know what? This medicine wasn't going to work. I just need the horse. You know, so I, I don't know. He didn't, that wasn't needed. He should have just kept that quiet. Because that was one of the things that he told Isabel when they were sharing that bed. They didn't do anything, but they, they were sharing the bed. Because she said it was big enough. And, you know, he was like, yeah, that it's she's going to die. And I just need the horse. And she was like, yeah, I feel bad for these kids. But, you know, whatever. You know? So that was it with that. I just wanted to get that part. But what did you think? Did you think uh, they were going to make it? Or did you think she was going to turn? Because eventually he says, hey, just, you know what to do next. And she's like, yeah, I know. I know what to do. I figured she was going to turn. There was a couple of times they showed that, uh, you know, uh, the characters were there. You said uh, Isabel. Yeah. Yeah. Isabel and, and, uh, and yeah. Isabella and Sylvia. That's the other nun. There was a there was a scene they had earlier in this episode when they were in the room with the woman. And I actually thought she because she was right there, you know, sitting bedside right next to her. I thought at that point she was going to turn and try to reach and grab her. But that didn't happen. So. But yeah, I knew, I knew that I knew for sure that teacher wasn't going to make it. And then, no, I thought about that too until the young woman was telling them that she's been sick for a while. And mm -hmm. once they said, and that's why they said we need medicine. They're they're no strangers to walkers. They they're no strangers to people turning. They know this. Mm -hmm. And I and I think that was the other thing. That's why Daryl said that medicine isn't going to help. You know, she's too far gone. Whatever she has, it's old world disease. It's still there, and, and she's not going to make it. So. But uh, that was that was it for that part. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I know people are like, oh, but what about, oh, yeah, we'll get to it. It's just, I want to make sure that we cleared everything up. Because, oh, there, there was, um, what was that great line? I still have it in my notes here that I wanted to. Okay. You can't miss what you never had. And I love that line. That was when they were both sharing the bed, uh, Daryl and, and uh, Isabella. And he said that regarding to the kids. And she felt sad that they didn't have that life before. And it was a great line. But I was like, really? Have they been there that long? Could it be that these kids just grew up there? I don't think so. I mean, even if it's an elementary school, let's say elementary, you can leave elementary school at what, 10? 10 years old? You'll remember. 11. You'll remember. 10 or 11. Yeah, you'll remember some stuff. You'll remember. But uh, she said, it was like some people had left, you know, their parents did come and get them and others didn't, but uh, whatever. But it's still a great line. He's full of uh, great one-liners. And that's what I, I love about this, that they didn't change up the character for him to say, well, we're going to do our part. And, you know, th that was the thing that used to bother me with Walking Dead Proper with Rick Grimes. Yes, he's an officer of the peace and he had to, to you know, give his speeches and stuff. But I felt that sometimes they were too wordy too preachy and i was uh, scared that they were going to pass some of that along to daryl in this and they didn't that's what i love i mean i'm sure when he was reading his script he was like man this is all on one sheet <laughs> thank you you know it's like from all the little conversations he has with people it, it's not too much and and it's great and so um 
So then, yeah, so that part is done. Then he says goodbye, and they go on their journey. They, everybody waves. The little boy tries to stay, and we'll get into why he wanted to stay. I just wanted to clear this part up. Um, we Oh, shoot. I just realized in my notes, I just put a little answer. I had one. I almost forgot. Right before they left the moat, the, the boy that was there that he saved recognized some of the other kids. They definitely recognized one of the guys that was on that trip. That was the brother. Remember, so if we go back to the scene where one of the guys, hey, the, the kids are like, don't sit in that seat. You know, that's my brother. He's on a mission. Well, now we see what happened. You know, they he they died on that trip, probably got robbed by the dude. And uh, the guy was just dumping all their bodies down there in the moat. And then they would turn into walkers. So she puts them down with an arrow just to end the suffering. But everybody else seems cool with it. You know, like once you get back, they're not too sad. They're happy to see this guy return. You know, and then we don't, they don't go too far into it. And probably for good reason, because I don't know if we go back to this site, maybe later on. But this was just one stop of many that I have a feeling we're going to see here. And uh, that's it. And then they go on their way. The little boy doesn't want to go. You know, Laurent doesn't want to leave. He said, I got friends here because one of the things that he did find was that his donkey had died, right? The walkers had chomped and, and he was all upset about that. I was like, but what did you expect? Yeah, and that's something that throughout the episode, Daryl was telling um, Isabella, we, we got to come clean. Just tell him, tell him, tell him, but tell him what? What do you tell him? You know, because the, the I know some people are like, well, there's a big part of this. And the big part for me, and that's why I'm waiting, I'm leaving it for the last portion to talk about, is the backstory for the child, for him, because that was the that was the most important part out of all of this. Everything else was fun, action, all this stuff, but that that backstory really leaves a lot to discuss. Because, uh, yeah, they they get into the. Uh, right toward the end of that main part with Daryl, as you know, they they go walking up. They have the horse now. They have their cart. The the nun, the backup nun is with uh, Isabella. They're all there. The little boy wants to just walk on his own. He's upset that he had to leave his friends. Daryl gives him a little speech. I was called special and not a good way. And this and this and that. Don't worry, things are gonna work out. We got plans. Blah blah blah. Doesn't matter, right? And that's it for them. What matters is what we're going to discuss. This backstory with the kid, the way they filmed it, the way they had everything go about with getting uh, with uh, Isabella driving her to the monastery, saying my sister's ill. Then we see that she was bit at some point. That's why she's ill. They never brought that up. And she never mentioned it, right? Did I miss something in the translation? Did she at any point when... Isabella first reached the apartment and said, what's wrong? Did she ever say she was attacked? No, not that I remember. Right? No. So uh, they really left that out and, and, and on purpose because they, they, I'm sure that's the first thing everybody would, would have jumped to. That's the first conclusion. Yeah, we see the belly and, and that could have been a factor to it. But as they're, the nuns are washing her up and they're getting prepped to help her give birth, we see that marking on her arm. So as she's doing this, she's going into labor. She's pushing. All the nuns are there. We see the priest there before he's turned. He's a normal priest. This is clearly 10, 11 years prior to present day. 
And while she's trying to do that, she's very sick. She's throwing up stuff and then she passes. And uh, this is this is what blew me away because we've seen a lot in the Walking Dead universe. We've seen a lot in all different scenarios and all different spinoffs. But to see this where a pregnant woman turns and they do a C-section, take this baby out and the baby is healthy. So the baby is healthy and she is born from a walker that's turned, a person who's turned into a walker. What, what did you guys think of that scene? Uh, well, uh, I mean, once, uh, I mean, Carlos is the first one that said, once we found that the sister was pregnant, oh yeah, that's probably the mom. And yes, Carlos was a hundred percent correct on that. I thought the scene was very well done. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in this episode that remind me of the last of us, if I'm honest, even down to the sniper that was shooting at, uh, uh, a Daryl. That reminds me of the sniper that was in The Last of Us, but yeah. obviously it was done differently, you know. So, but but in this case, I yeah, I thought the scene was 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 very interesting that they had this in there. And from my understanding, I may have to go back and watch, but when they was driving on the road and they got pulled and they stopped because they saw that there was an ambulance, there and then all those walkers came out. I could have sworn that there was a walker that tried to grab. The sister at that point and that was how she got that bite mark so i don't really know See, i thought about if it that happened too. prior to yeah, that i thought about that yeah. too because but then i was like well she was already sick before no, it, yeah it was there it was there you think that's when it, happened? it was there yeah that's when it happened um okay she she was i mean she was sick because she was pregnant and you know yeah she was, the morning sickness yeah so yeah that, that that was that was due to her being pregnant and then when when they went to the ambulance to get supplies to, to get help uh that's when they got they got hit and th- th- here comes my 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 only gripe with this whole episode is <laughs> the, the the claire dane uh, french claire danes her sister every time there's a walker binding people doing stuff acting like not human they they just stop yep they they don't they don't run away they stay there they stay still for like several seconds just looking at it, I understand that it's, and even even at the point where the ambulance, when they were looking at it, the walkers were coming out. At that point, they know what's going on, and yeah. they still just stand stand there for like I swear for like ten seconds, just chilling, looking at them. And I'm like, get back in the damn car. So I, so so let me let me ask this quick question to Carlos. So Carlos, uh, when they when they introduced this uh, running walker. Now are you expecting this character to be one of the first people to get killed because this they're going to take too long to react when they see the walker <laughs> running towards them? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They're probably they're you know they, they'll still, she'll just be chilling. They're looking at it and the walker's just running. He's like, oh, I'm still looking at you. I'm still looking at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Isabel, not Isabel. Isabel. Yeah, and I'm thinking that they're just portraying that as just a shock that they yeah. just can't believe what they're seeing. And maybe that's it. It's one of those fight or flight situations, and they don't really fight, and they're too shocked to fight. Makes it like, whoa, what is that? And then the next, you know, that's it. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of shock. I'm sure as time goes on, things change. But the earlier parts of the earlier days, that's that's what happened. 
But yeah, that scene, man, that scene to see the she had turned and the baby. And then this is where it gets even more interesting in a verse is because and I brought up when we we're watching, I was like, do does like has the nun or the priest seen a walker at this point? Because they're so out of town. You know, so far from removed from what's going on in town. Maybe they don't know. It's too early on. and They're they far were, away from Texas. Yeah, definitely from Texas. And, and that was one. And so they didn't make any, they weren't freaked out. That's what I was expecting to see them freaked out and start praying and doing the whole thing when she turned and was like growling and doing all that stuff. But they didn't. They stood calm. And then the priest went up and he started praying like an exorcism. Like, this is it. And I was like, wow, that makes perfect sense. That's how they're seeing this. They're seeing this as this woman somehow was possessed by a demon and has died. But the, the child has been spared. This child is special. And that's what makes the kid special. Yes, he seems smart and witty and the whole thing. But for those who have seen The Last of Us and know that, he's special for another. This child is special just for the same reason that Ellie's special. Is that you have some of that infection in you, but yet you're normal. You didn't turn. And so then... Instead of, I don't know if they're still taking it with the whole religious aspect, which it sort of seems like they are for Isabel, because remember, she was like, oh, we're bringing it to this other group. But what if we, they get to the other group and the other group's really a bunch of scientists? You know, they're not a religious group. And yeah. the scientists, we're doing testing. We heard this story of this walker giving birth to a, a, a normal baby. So, yes, please bring that child. But when did they find out? Clearly not till recent because I, the kid is like eleven now. Yeah, uh, I, I just want to make a quick comment. Uh, I think there is a twist coming because we know from the first season of The Walking Dead when everybody thought there was a cure. You know, they get to the facility and they find out, oh, there is no cure, and everybody is going to eventually get this. Yeah. So that to that extent, so I kind of feel like there's a twist coming with this other group, wherever they're bringing uh, Laurent to. Um, We'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions because because I am very curious to see what happens next. Because the other thing is that, you know, like I said, uh, Isabel hasn't been honest with Laurent about you know the fact that she is his mother's sister, yeah. and they're talking about yeah, your mom died, all this other stuff. Now, obviously, you saw he was very angry in this episode when he saw his mule get killed, and she had said, "Oh, he'll be fine." So I, I kind of feel like he's probably going to be rebellious once he does find out the truth uh, because he's already been lied to already. So we have to see what happens with that relationship moving forward. That was my only gripe, really, with this episode. Just his dialogue with some of the lines. Because here it is in the first episode, he's very aware how many people you think are alive now. How many? And he's doing the math and he's doing all that stuff, talking about how he can figure things out and with the Rubik's Cube and all. But you, you couldn't really figure out that she was just throwing smoke in your face about, yeah, the donkey will be fine out there in the world with a bunch of walkers. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Can't be that naive. Uh, I'm not buying that. 
he should have already been more alert. Like, I knew you, you were just telling me that just to make you feel good. Of course. You know, there's no way. Mm -hmm. The probability of all these walkers and that this donkey was going to make it across with no issues. It's not possible. You know, but why did you lie to me? But he didn't go there. He played the, the sob story. You lied to me. So that's what I was like, eh. I'm not wasn't all into it or even right at the end of that one part when he was like i want to stay because of my friends no we have to go but oh, you never listen to me you know? <laughs> and just wandered off the call we could have cut that out that that could have been cut out everything else was fine we we didn't need to bring that part up don't be that kid please please don't don't have him turn into to be that kid that rebel and want to run away and they spend like two three episodes just trying to find him because he ran off i don't want that you know um but yeah so she they, they uh, the nuns hand the baby to her to Isabel, and she goes in front of the statue, and and that's when she sees the name of the statue. She's like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna name this little boy, and I guess that's when she gave herself to God, and she became a nun. That was her turning point. She was like, you know, I was here, baby was saved. That was miracle the dying child. Yep, the miracle child. The sister said, please promise you take care of my child. Of course she's going to do it. It's a sister. And she's like, all right, this is it. I'm here. This child was spared and is healthy from what we can see. So this is it. I, I This is where I belong. I have a question for you guys. Do it. So a lot of it is assumption because of just the parallels. We talked about The Last of Us in this. Uh, between the way that Laurent was born and the way Ellie was born and, you know, being the chosen one, doing an escort mission to make sure to bring this person to a certain location, all of that stuff. If, 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 if it ends up being, you know, the kid has a cure and now we're going through, through hell and high water to get this kid to, uh, you know, to a certain place so everyone can be cured. Are you guys open to that idea or would you scoff at it being like, oh, here we go. Another Last of Us. Obviously, there's the parallels and everything. But if they do the exact same plot, which I mean, the plot is pretty similar anyways. But if they do the exact same plot, I wonder if people will take that, you know, you know, so, are, you saying, like, are, you, are you saying uh, spoiler for people? Uh, put earmuffs on if you haven't seen the end of The Last of Us. But uh, are you saying like if that happened? With no, 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 I'm just, saying, this... I'm just saying if I'm just saying the the, the premise of, of of the whole thing. Oh, oh, oh. If, if, oh, no, if, no, no, know... no. They're not going to go down that road. I don't. That would be horrible. I don't think they're going to go down the road. I think if anything, they may find something else. Maybe he does offer some kind of immunity, but it's not for all the variants. Maybe it's for something. So maybe let's say one of them is going to get infected by one of these other variants and i wouldn't be surprised if it's daryl and he is able to save daryl when oh. they figure it out and he's able to save him because of that the, the, the whatever is in his bloodstream but then maybe the other nun not isabel but the other one Sylvia, sylvia i think what I'm saying, maybe she gets bit or someone else and they do the same thing and it doesn't work and it's because oh this person was attacked by this variant of a walker. So maybe that's it. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, they have to change from, no, I found out what they're going to do to him in order to make these vaccines. I'm taking them off the table. This isn't happening. 
No, I don't. I don't think that would be horrible if they decide to go down that that road. And there, there is a pun there because everyone's connected. But I don't. No, no, no. I, I that, no. Mm. Uh, I, I just want to say, uh, whatever is this kid's special is his special ability or whatever, there there is no cure for the virus. And I feel that if they went in that direction where all of a sudden he is the cure. That's it for The Walking Dead, ladies and gentlemen. There's no more Walking Dead spinoffs. That's it. So, no, they're not going to do that. But I do want to see where they're going because there is a twist coming. I, I think there is a twist coming with that kid and with the group that wants the kid. So we need to see where they're going with that storyline. Yeah. Well, physically, we know where they're going because now we see the big bad <laughs> right in closing, right? The big bench. Yeah. You see, he's now walking around and following, going back to his depths of where he saw everything happen before, and he finds Daryl's uh, little tape recorder that he left that message and says, hey, I'm Daryl from the Commonwealth, this and that. I was looking for something. I don't know, but whatever, but I have to go and, and find something. And then he looks at the map and he sees Paris. So now we know where big bad is headed because that's also where they're headed. So their paths are going to connect. And then we still have the other group. I've seen some people say that this is a militant group, that they're all connected and that they overdo the government. I'm like, all right, but we didn't get that backstory. So we don't know what's going on with the government. If it did fall apart, who knows? Maybe this is the French government. I don't know. But it's definitely another group. We're still not sure of the whole thing of bringing people over. What what was the point of that? Is it for slave labor? I uh, is it for testing? Some people said that that's what it was. That that they're bringing. But really, do you have to go that far? You have to go across the seas. You have to go to America to pull people over. Come on, I I don't I don't buy that either. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get a full answer for all it because it was brought up again in this episode. When um, the, the the young woman that's in charge of that elementary school and those, that group asked there, I was like, how did you end up in, in France? And they like, oh, it's a long story. I don't... Yeah, he really wants to just get over it. He's like, come on now, people. Stop asking me how I got here. This is face facts that I'm here. We'll bring it up again in season eight. Then I'll discuss it. We'll do a full flashback season. Because, I mean, this is... No surprise people, as we heard, that it got renewed for a second season. I I call BS. It's not that it's renewed. They probably filmed twelve episodes and they broke it into two parts. Yeah, it's like there you go. All right, here's season one and season two. Yay! Look, you know, because again, mindset people is that once they hear, oh wow, it already got picked up for a second season and it didn't even air yet. It has to be good. That's not always the case, but thankfully, this so far is good. The story's good. The acting's great. Uh. The set design, the location, all of it is working. It's not eye-rolling. And that's been the, the, pretty much the issue for a lot of the other spinoffs. It's like, oh, this again. Oh, this is horrible. Why are these people so clean? What is going on? But uh, no, this, this is working. This is working. Uh, we'll see. We already saw a little snippet of, it looks like they already reached, at least according to that little teaser for next week's episode, they already reached their destination with that other group. I'm like, whoa, that's quick. Third episode? Yeah, I get it, six episodes, but I wasn't expecting that until like episode five. You know, it's like, oh, right to the end. Oh, we made it. But, um, and y'all, how could I forget the Morgan Mindy, the Nanu Nanu. Almost forgot about that. They had the, that was, that was very touching. I'm sure the younger audience that are watching this are like, what? And probably looked it up. 
and of course the late great uh, Robin Williams, a TV show with Mork and Mindy that he was first on on TV back in the 80s, fantastic show about an alien and a woman took him in and that was the thing, nano nano. And uh, the kids were saying it. it was like, that was the thing. When the person died, they'll go, nano, nano. It was weird. It was funny. Uh, it's sad that that's the only show they had to watch. They they knew it word for word. I wish they had a, a DVD player. Maybe they can go and find a, an old blockbuster. I'm sure they could plenty of tapes there if they could find those. Scavenge. But then again, they were out of nowhere land, so who knows. But uh, it, it was good. Uh, in closing from my end I, I gotta say I was very impressed I like where the show is going I like pretty much everything I already said it's it's great so Rich Carlos what do you think in closing how was it it was good it was uh, one of the I was gonna say it was one of the better episodes there's only been two uh, but yeah so far great start to the show like I mentioned in the in the opening it's you know the pacing is good the cinematography is good. You know, I like the I like the way that they talk. I like Daryl, like they're not holding back with uh, the profanity. It's um, fitting, yeah, and that's it. It's fitting, and now it fits yeah. his character perfectly with everything. So yeah, uh, overall, I've enjoyed it, and uh, looking forward to the next batch of episodes. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree as well. Uh, excellent start to the season. I know that uh, this is the show that uh, Angela Kang is in charge of. So uh, they're going to make sure because she was she did all the work with the last season of The Walking the Dead and, and you know, some prior seasons. So I, I knew they were going to make sure whatever she worked on next, it was going to be good. And of course, she likes Daryl as a character. So, yeah, great, great spinoff thus far. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens from here on out. Yeah, same here. Same here. Daryl's a great character. And that was the thing. And if anybody was like, oh, why is everybody all upset about him? It's not, no, I don't, from what I've, and people I've talked to, no one's upset. <laughs> They're just baffled. How did he end up in France? And I'm sure in traditional Walking Dead fashion, we will get an episode or at least half episode really focused on it. And, and we'll see how that happened from the mainland part. Like, what, 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 did he find a flyer trip to France? Who wants to go? I don't know. But uh, he said he made some bad decisions. I want to see where they go with this because I don't see him joining up with a bunch of bandits to rob people and do horrible things after everything that he's gone through and the full 180 that he's done from the first season of uh, The Walking Dead when it was him and his brother. Remember? Like, they were just like badasses, uh, hillbillies, causing problems, only looking out for themselves. If anybody... Who had just jumped in, just who who sees this and had only watched the first season of Walking Dead, their mind must be blown. Because they're like, how did that guy get his own show? You know what I mean? How did he he was a prick number uno on the first season? And look at him now. Now he has a whole show named after him. Yeah, so. I don't know, but people, go ahead, leave your comments. We read the comments. We'll reply to the comments. Follow. Just jump along this bandwagon. This is good Walking Dead content, meaning Daryl Dixon. I hate the title, but I love the show. So far, this is great. I don't, I really hope, I don't want to jinx it. I got wood. Hold on. Let me knock on wood. I don't want to jinx it. 
I want this to be a success. I want this to be a hit. I want to see this Walking Dead journey continue on way past from this generation, but for the next. And that when my kids get of age and they're like, oh, this Walking Dead, were there any good shows? I see there's a bunch of spinoffs. Dad, tell us before you die, which one should we be watching? Like, Daryl takes it. <laughs> you know, I want to say that because The Walking Dead was went out very long. There were some hit or misses with the seasons. They was in the old form, 23 episodes, 26 episodes, you know, something like that. Uh, that's that's the thing of the past. Now we're getting more of uh, the European style of TV where some of them three episodes, six episode seasons, you know, 10 episodes the most. You know, we're seeing a lot of that. And that makes perfect sense because that's perfect for binging, watching. And and it works out for people that want to jump in. Because I knew so many other people that have fallen off of Walking Dead proper. I don't want to linger too much. We're getting to that. And I just want to bring this up. because I'm sure listeners are, are in the same boat. Same boat. People that have friends that have fallen off, heard about this show. And said, well, I stopped watching Walking Dead after, you know, Glenn died or whatever. A lot, a lot of people jumped off. And you can't really tell them to go back and watch. Because they're like, well, how many episodes? How many seasons after? Oh, it was like six or seven or something like that. They were like 23. Oh, that's too much TV. I can't. I don't have the time. So it's great. Yes, we don't have all the episodes that we always want. And we want more. But if they're packed straight to the point, little action, little dialogue, little action, little dialogue, this, this is great. We don't have fillers. And the problem we had with Walking Dead is that there were a lot of filler episodes. You would spend a whole hour, remember? And we would just have back stories for characters that didn't even matter. And then they died. You know, the, the, what comes to mind is the dude from uh, Everybody Loves, uh, um, what's it, um, Ra, uh, Chris. Everybody Raymond? Loves Chris. No, Everybody Loves Chris. Remember when he popped up? We got his backstory, all this stuff, and next year, you know, he dies in a turnstile. Remember going through the door? Oh, and he got, I, was like, I was like, okay, that's great. And that was a filler. There was no need. He he didn't play a major part. And we were getting a lot. I, I, I like that we're not, we, we've turned away from those type of things. And now it's more condensed. It's like, all right, yeah, at six, kind of short. But uh, as I, I mentioned earlier, I have a feeling that it's really 12, but they broke it into two. And who knows? Maybe if it gets picked up after that, we will get 12 or 10. I don't see us ever going back to the long form. And hopefully not, because then it makes it easier when we're trying to tell our friends that are not interested or maybe they want to get into it that, hey, you could jump in. You don't have to binge 46, 76 episodes to catch up, you know, or watch one YouTube video of everything that happened because it's not the same effect as going in week by week. So that's it. Sorry, went on the rant. But thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, watching us. Go ahead, leave your comments, keep your follows. And uh, thanks, Rich and Carlos. And uh, let's have a good week, everybody. And we will be back next week for episode three. Thank you and peace. Peace.